Morning, morning, morning. This is Pastor Jay, and like always, we're going to start in decency and order. And the first order of business, we're going to go ahead and start with a scripture and a prayer. The scripture comes from Hebrews 11 and 1. It says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for, and assurance about what we do not see. Faith is the key to your success in your Christian journey. If you have faith in God, everything that you can imagine will come true. Because God will know that you're not doubting in Him and that you'll let Him handle it. So stop stressing. Stop worrying about the things that you cannot control. And ask for the confidence to understand the things that you cannot change. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done for us this week. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us through to a new week. God, we just ask you right now to come into this place. Touch somebody that needs touch, that yes, needs to be Lord. touched, Lord. Bless their mind, Lord, to take away the stinking thinking. God, we just thank you for, for putting food on our table. Yes, Lord. For giving us shelter and clothes on our back. God, we just thank you if we couldn't do anything else but thank you. God, continue to protect us from hurt, harm, and danger. Continue to push us forward. God, we just ask you right now that we went through some hard times this weekend. God, just to encourage us to keep going, keep striving, and to be able to understand more. God, bless the people that is waking up. Bless the people that are on their way to church. Bless the people that are going to hear this on the later broadcast. God, we just thank you for everything that you're doing. We thank you for all the things that you're, 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 you're putting into place so that we could be able to have a success and we could be able to have hope, joy, and a future. God, we just thank you. We glorify you. And we say that all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 This is Pastor Jay. And like always, you can be able to find me at Anointed Jaylon, J A Y L O N, on Instagram and Twitter. Jaylon Anointed, Jay, uh, Anointed Jaylon. Or you can find me on Facebook at Pastor Jaylon Calhoun. Um, good morning. Good morning, morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. This is Lady AJ. And you can find me on. Instagram at LadyAJ25. And this is Coach Hill. You can find me on Instagram at 910Coach. And remember, patience is a talent that a lot of people don't have. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. I'm a little bit overwhelmed. I'm Michael Rogers. How are you? Good morning. We have Michael Rogers in the building today. That is the first time in 30 years I got an applause for being on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> in Anointed Radio, you are going to feel special. Woo -woo. <laughs> That's what it used to be like in the day. That's exactly what it used to be like 30 years of that. Man, and we definitely going to talk about that more in the interview. So, going into announcements. Announcements is, um, we are now accepting new shows. New shows, we are accepting you. If you have a new, if you're in the Las Vegas area and you want to start a live show, definitely hit us up at LV Anointed Radio 
at gmail.com. Or if you already have a, a show and you want to be syndicated, email us at lvanointedradio at gmail.com. And we can work some things out. Um, another thing is, make sure you go vote for us on the FedEx Grant, Small Business Grant Contest, where we are in the running. You can vote every day with email, first name, last name. That's all you need. You can check out the voting on our website at anointedradionetwork.com. Yeah, I had to think about that. I was kind of stuck. It's early. Hey, it's <laughs> technically like 6 o'clock. So, everybody wake up. I know it's, I know it's rough. We're going to go ahead and go into the mix. And I'm going to play a, play a song called I made it by full gospel mass choir. I liked I liked this song, so I definitely want y'all to like it too. Check it out, full gospel mass choir. I made it. See y'all in a minute.
leads me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. When you become a believer, your spirit is made right. Sometimes, your soul doesn't get the notice. It has a hole in it due to things that's happened in the past, hurt, abuse, molestation. But we want to speak to you today and tell you that God wants to heal the hole in your soul. Some people's actions are not because their spirit is wrong, but it's because the past has left a hole in their soul. May this wisdom help you get over your past and remind you that God wants to heal the hole in your soul. I have my sister Leandria here. She's gonna help me share this wisdom and tell this story. All I seem to do is hurt me, hurt me. Lord, deliver me, cause all I seem to declaration, a decree. So I'm speaking for all of you listening, starting here, starting now. The things that hurt you in the past won't control your future. 
Starting now, this is a new day. This is your exodus. You are officially released. Now sing it for me, Leandria. Revelation uh -huh. chapter 7, verses 16 and 17. Yes, sir. They shall hunger no more, neither shall they thirst anymore. Preach, preacher. For God shall wipe away yes, sir. every tear from their eye. Yes, sir. Get ready for the revolution. What you say? Buzz me, but 
cause I'm down with Christ. Dog child, a new nation, and we feel all right. Well, all right.
sing it. Come on.
Stopping my shine. They try to break me, try to take me out, but I got Jesus on my side. So bad I thought it would die. But ain't no power stronger than the one that came and laid down his life. And I got mountains to climb. But the enemy can't stop me, cause there's a calling on my life. So when I'm crying, don't last too long. Cause he gon' step in and make it alright. We'll only do it. He said he would. Fight your battles for you. They gon' wonder how you sleep at night. Only do it. Oh, yes, you will. Anybody tell you something different, you know that's a lie. You gon' look back and be so amazed. How it turned out, it's only his grace. Only do it. He said he would. So I trust him at all times. I'm about to lose it again. I'm about to let him know where I'm from. Don't take me there. Listening to anointedradionetwork.com on either the Anointed Radio app on Google or Apple, or you said, Hey Alexa, tune in to Anointed Radio Network. We welcome you here today. We have an interview with my dear friend, Mr. Michael Rogers. Everybody, Michael Rogers, 
Hey. Hey. <laughs> Here claps. Woo. I had to give that Ike Turner look like we're going to get claps up in here. But good morning, good morning. We are here with Mr. Michael first. We'll just have Mr. Michael uh, start off with your story. There are two stories since the last time oh. you and I have met. Oh, then we're going we gonna to get... I'll take you to the first one. We'll get the first one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I moved here from uh, Alaska four years ago uh, with the intent on being a working full-time photographer. And when I tell this story, it sounds so great coming out of my mouth, but the journey that I had to get through to get to this point was something to be talked about. Mm. But I came here with the notion of all places to choose photography. I came to Las Vegas. I'm self-taught. So when I decided to come here and start this journey, I knew that I wanted to come to Vegas to hit the ground running. I didn't want to go to any classes. I didn't want to go do anything of the ordinary. I wanted to take the camera and start shooting. Uh, in that part, everything was fine, and then life happened, which we have these great ideas and we want to prosper and be on radio shows, be on Oprah, be on all these things. And life happened. So one of the life-happening things that happened was I had a heart attack. Mm. That was the first one. One of the life-happening things that happened to me on this journey was I didn't know all I thought I was going to know. Mm-hmm. One of the life-happening things that happened to me about running a business, I had no idea how to run a business. Mm. But I stayed with it. And as I started, I shot photography for free just to get my name out. It lasted for about a year. And and by the way, um, this journey for the first four years, a year and a half of that, I lived in my car Mm. in a parking lot on Pebble and Eastern at a Starbucks, and I started from there. Fast forward to now, 27 magazine covers later, Mm. and getting through the heart attack, being 64 years old, and also reconciling with my family. Now, when I say that, because I came here, the family was separated. I had divorced. I have 10 kids. I have eight boys and two girls. Um, They chose to side on their mother's side. I went through a life thing where before when I came here, I was a television broadcaster. I did the weather on TV for 30 years. I did did radio for 30 years. I look at this and I go like, my gosh, look at this. It's been a long time. During that time, I lost my career, I lost my family, I lost everything. So when I picked up the camera, the, the real reason why I picked up the camera was because I was going through such a devastation, losing my kids, losing my, getting divorced from my wife. I thought if I picked up the camera and took good pictures, you would like me. Mm. That's very hard to say. But by the same token, that's what started it all. So if we fast forward to here in the magazine covers and my name is out, uh, I shoot for Real Vegas Magazine. And my breakthrough was shooting the cover of one of the members of the Las Vegas Golden Knights. His name is Ryan Reeves. Two months ago, I shot the cover of Mayor Goodman. And 
I focus a lot on portraits and headshots, and that's when you and I met. Right. But by the same token, Michael's DNA is not one thing. So when I shoot photography, I shoot all forms of photography. I shoot landscapes. I shoot portraits and headshots. I shoot events. I like to travel. And coming from Alaska to here and being in the Air Force for as long as I had, and I've been around the world once. So there's so many things that I just don't want to hone into anything, but I'm more happier now doing what I'm doing. And I, I can say that now with no money in the bank account. I can say that now because the journey for me to get here and for me to learn what I had learned only took place because I finally did it. I didn't watch any YouTube videos. I didn't, uh, I didn't, I listened to some people, but by the same token, I had to get out here and do it and make the mistakes and learn. So here we are today sitting here with you on this radio show, this interview. And the second part of my story was this. Because the people that I had met that I had shot for free or bartered or anything else like that, they stayed with my journey along with me. And when I shot Ryan Rees and the mayor, and one of the things I was told is that, Michael, your story has changed now. And I what do you really mean? He says, when you came here four years ago, you lived in your car. You survived that, and you had this breakthrough. So your new story starts here. Mm. So this is the new story, and here I am. And thank you for having me. Oh, anytime. You know, um, uh, if you didn't know, Pastor Jay's head, A Few Headshots was made by Michael Rogers. And uh, we had this deep talk at the photo shoot about, you know, just life experiences and um, seeing how God kind of put you through a lot of things to learn. And, you know, because sometimes I feel that we think God put us through things to hurt us and then we take it personal but it's kind of for you to see more clearly you know instead of it being like a vicious attack it's more of okay know your surroundings know um personally your strengths and your weaknesses because in despite of what you go through you know you know um a lot of times we kind of go through things and until we go through something we don't know really us you know, really what you could withstand, what you could stand for, you know, your voice. A lot of times we think that we don't have a voice. And, and, and it was really deep, our conversation about it, because I think a lot of people struggle with that. You know, that's why a lot of people don't fully trust God, because they feel this animosity of, oh, you know, I went through this. But it's really to teach us and to be able to show us, you know, you, first of all, you didn't die. So it's not something to be have animosity about. But it's something to show you that, you know, what doesn't kill you make you stronger. And that's in all aspects, mentally, physically, and spiritually. So I, I thought that was something that was a, a, a great topic to talk about because it's something that everybody goes through. And you know, and what does the devil want you to think? That you by yourself, that you're the only one going through this, that you're the only one to have these problems, but you're not. A lot of people share the exact same issues, but just don't talk about it. So I, I, I think that as, as overall, it's, it, it's pretty good for us to have open, open topics and discussions about, you know, going through things, but making it. You know, but that was my segment of that. So when you was uh, uh, decided to do photography, 
did you do any of it in Alaska, or you just said I'm moving to Vegas and I'm gonna? No, I did it to. It was in Alaska. I did it in Alaska. Um, I was doing the weather on television in Alaska and moved to Twin Falls, Idaho, and. I can talk about this now because it's a part of the story and part of the journey how I picked up the camera. Uh, an example, if you watched, I, I used to watch these television gurus, I like to call them, and they would tell their buyers, like, you know, I like, uh, I always wanted to do the weather ever since I was four years old. Now, I'm the father of ten kids, and a four-year-old does not want to look at the weather, period. So when people ask me about photography, I have nothing but the truth. So I came from Alaska, um, with a magazine cover on Alaska Magazine. I shot Mount McKinley, Denali. And it was the first time in nine years I had went home. So when I went home, I couldn't get off the plane fast enough. I just wanted to be back in Alaska. I got in the car, drove down there, took a picture, put it on Facebook. And Alaska Magazine had called and says, do you realize you have 6,023 likes on this picture? And I went, no. And he says, where'd you take that? I said, you're Alaska Magazine. You don't know where that is? He goes, well, I just moved here. I said, okay, fine. I said, let me tell you a story about Mount McKinley. The best view of Mount McKinley is when you drop in between Anchorage and Fairbanks. You can go anywhere else around the state if you want to, but if you take this eight-hour drive, you're going to go right by it. And the best views of it is there. So when I took the picture and they said, listen, we want to make this the cover on our December issue of Alaska Magazine. We want to pay you $500. And I said, okay, we're going to Vegas. Mm. I'm going to Vegas. Just... It was just that simple. And they go, like, why Vegas? I say, well, I lived in Alaska for 31 years. It's too cold up here. <laughs> <laughs> okay? And I wanted to come to Vegas. And also, too, I want you to hear this and understand this because I didn't. it didn't really hit me until I reconciled with my son a year ago. I'm a photographer. I'm really good at what I do. But that's not the reason why I'm here. God, as I understand him, allowed me to do this work to make enough money to have a nice place to live so I can reconcile with my family, with all the children. And Las Vegas is a centralized point mm. so everybody doesn't have to come. And when I get that, that's when I'll reconcile with my family. I've already reconciled with one. Now I got nine more to go. So that's why I'm here. Photography sounds great. And there are a lot of photographers and there are a lot of good photographers. And I do what I do. And it took me that moment to understand what that is. You and I had conversations about that. I remember saying, like, I'm not, I'm here to do photography, but that's not. That's not the end result here. Mm -hmm. I'm 64 years old. I went through what you just said. Life. Life. That's a big word. Because it doesn't just happen to you. Right. We all go through it. We all have our <laughs> ways of seeing the light bulb come on. That's true. Right. That it true. comes on in God's time. A lot of people don't understand about right. in God's time. Um, and at the point now, I have a home and a studio where you came mm -hmm. and you 
took a great headshot. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but that's where I'm at. I have now outgrown my place, but financially I can't make that next move. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we stay until God says it's time. I've been sober from alcohol 32 years. And one of my, uh, as we like to call sponsors, used to say to me all the time, it ain't time yet. It ain't time yet. Doing things that you think you're ready to do, but it's not time yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, at this stage where I'm at right now, it's time right here. It was time to reconcile with my son. How did I go through that? I went through a negative situation knowing that there was going to be something positive on the other side. That was experience. So one door closed, the next door opened. Closed, the next door opened. So at this point with photography, it is my passion. It is everything that I do. But the reason that I'm doing it has nothing to do with, I mean, I can't say I had it all, but I was there. Mm-hmm. I know what that feeling is like. I was two seconds shy from Good Morning America mm. <laughs> doing the weather. I know what that feels like. So I got this opportunity to uh, be here, have a home to reconcile. My children need a home to come to. And they need their dad to be there, nobody else. I can't do relationships. Can't do that right now. I need to be at home to establish a place that they can come to so I can reconcile with this family. And photography is going to take me there. Mm. Amen. What, what, when you said they took uh, your ex-wife's side, like, uh, my thing is, I know, uh, like, with family and stuff, when when families go through divorce, you, like, why do, why do people got to pick sides? Like, I don't understand. Why can't they just be, okay, my parents decide to split, but let's just have a general relationship with, with our, both parents. It's... It, I don't under how does it go to they're just picking the side and then and not uh because I I come from a, a divorced family and at a lot of p- time I hated my father because I was in the hood I went from middle class to straight dropped off in the hood no electricity for months no no water f- at times borrowing water from neighbors just to take a, a a gallon bath and stuff and I hated my father but then. When I one day I was like thirteen or so, and he called, and I actually said, "Oh, I speak to him," and then that was the beginning step for me to, you know, begin the relationship. So I started coming out to Vegas every other summer. So Vegas was my point. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you that rec- you can get your family back together as far as your kids because I've been the kid mm-hmm. with the father. Mm-hmm. So I, I know the process, and I used to have to come to Vegas every other year. And that's why I fly now, because I was scared to fly. Mm-hmm. But I was taking bus rides, because mm-hmm. I was committed to, let, let me see who he is. Mm-hmm. Let, let me figure out if I want a relationship. And then over time, it, you know, relationship, it got better. And But there's like one question that I like, I like, I asked my dad, which he never answered, was, why did you choose my little sister? You fought for her. You didn't fight for me. Mm-hmm. So I, I still have a little bit of resentment, but like that's like the main answer I, I, I like I would like to know, but I know that that conversation can go left mm-hmm. real quick. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or it could just okay, 
it, it, you, it, a simple answer it, it suffice to me, but he's not at the point where he needs to, you know, ask. Cause I haven't asked it in a couple of years either, mm-hmm. but it's always on my mind. Mm-hmm. Whenever I talk to him, I get off the phone I'm like, so, so what was different about me? You know, my, my stepdad loved me. He went out there, worked three jobs, provided for me, got us out the, the, the hood. And then we turned a nice neighborhood into a hood because I was already in the hood mentality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and it was crazy. You can take like, them out together, but you can't take together. Yeah, yeah. and, yeah, and now I, I, like, it's it's a part of me. It, it would never leave me and stuff. So I just want to let you know that, you know, I see the end result. I see 10 out of t- a 10, mm-hmm. not just one out of 10. It's like tithing right now. You just tied your 10%. You got, you got half of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you give it all to God because it's his, mm-hmm. Everything will come tenfold. Right. But there's one key point, and I like what you said. And because now I've been through this experience, I can share from my heart, my knowledge. When you lose a family and children because of life, it is the most devastating thing that you could ever experience. It didn't hit me until I was driving. I was a truck driver for seven years. Now, the light bulb came on driving a truck, listening to a radio show. And I said, oh, my God, I, I made mistakes and lost my family. Mm. Me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you the mistakes, but I did. And it hit me. It is gut-wrenching. I had to pull the truck over mm. because I had to acknowledge and acknowledge responsibility of myself that I did that. But the key to that is that you move on. Right. Where I lived it in, this is where the devastation comes in because you're living in it. It's, it's like someone dying and you just don't want to accept the fact that he's gone or she's gone. Right. I lost my children. I Divorced from my wife. I lost the career part is that the children is what really got me. The children put me to a point that I wasn't taking care of myself. Guess what happened? I had a heart attack. Mm. When the reconciliation came, God said it was time. But to achieve that part, you have to go through some form of negativity to get to the other side. Mm-hmm. It's not going to just go, hi, I'm here, I miss you. No. It's, I had to go through a neg- negative situation, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, something's getting ready to happen. And it happened on a Tuesday. My son called me on a Friday. And all he said was, I don't care what happened. I want my dad. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> And when he came, I had to be careful because you got to take this in little pieces. And because you're a father, you know your children because you've seen them. I delivered three of my ten at home Mm. with a midwife. So I know my children. And... He's filling in blanks for me. I'm filling in blanks for him. But there's still that little... It takes time. Right. 
But the bottom line is, is that in God's time, when you're, when you are ready and he has opened that door, it happened then. There were days I was driving that truck and I would sit there and just pull over to the side and just bawl. I want my children. I want my. I couldn't have a relationship with anybody else because I was so devastated with the fact of le- losing my children. I couldn't uh, devote myself to another person. Mm. There, I said it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't give my all to another person, knowing that there is this stage in my life that has to be taken care of, and it has to be taken care of me by myself. And you can't be a part of it. Mm-hmm. We have to do. And God had said to me, I'm going to give you everything you want to the point where you can't handle it. That you may understand that you have to give the rest of it to your children. But there's one thing you can't have right now. And that's another person in your life. You have to be there for your children. So I can give you this. You have no idea what I'm about to give you. And it's so much that you cannot handle it. So you have to give the rest of it to your children. Before you come see me. Right. So the devastation of something of losing your family is. It, you can't distinguish the true from the false. Mm. And at least for me personally, I couldn't do it. I could not. (laughs) I could not function. I don't know if anybody understands that. I I, I, I understand. When I I lost my children. I know exactly what you're saying. I could not function. That's why I drove a truck. To get away. To hide. Mm -hmm. To hide. As I speak this, somebody else is going through this. Mm-hmm. That's why you're here. For them As to hear this. Correct. So the point is, is that in God's time, when it is time, it's going to happen. And it will happen. That's called faith. Right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and there'll be days, oh God. I'd lived in that car. I would do these photo shoots for free, and I'm just like, uh, uh, uh. And I don't know where the money's coming to get the next meal. Mm-hmm. The breakthrough for me wasn't because I shot a good picture of uh, an athlete or the mayor. The breakthrough came for me from a millionaire who took me to lunch in one of the exclusive restaurants in Las Vegas. And he goes, I'm not giving you a darn penny. For your business. He says, but I've been where you've been at. Mm. And I need you to do something for me. And I said, what? He says, I know you're a veteran. You're in Vietnam. Take your DD form 214 and see if you got medical benefits. See if you got any kind of benefits. Just do that for me. I got medical benefits. That's what turned it around. And I got an apartment through the VA. I got all these things by him telling me, I'm not giving you a darn dime for your business, but I care about you enough that you need help. And I'm the one that's going to help you by not giving you any money, but making a suggestion. That was God talking to me. Mm. 
That was right. <laughs> well, you know, one thing that I've always talked about too, support versus money. You know, support means I actually care about you, so I'm going to give you something that has no benefit to me. Correct. But to help you get to your next level. Correct. Money is shut up, here you go. You know, because a lot of times that's what a lot of times it is. Here, I don't feel like dealing with you, here's money. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like putting effort with you, here's money. I don't feel like even spending the extra time because I don't think it's important, here's money. Mm -hmm. And that's why I've always said support is better than money because someone could shut you up with money no one's going to shut you up with support because they're actually going outside their way correct to help you and actually care enough to help you correct because that's a rare commodity nowadays someone that cares enough to help you without a catch here's in vegas the perception about vegas is that people don't care this is the place that people do care right because they've been through it and they've been through the hardship. Yeah, been they're the not fall. on the strip, but there are people with good hearts here. The minute I got the, this is really, the minute I got the VA benefits, my medical benefits, I had a heart attack three months later. Mm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Imagine if I had a heart attack living in that car with nothing. Mm. I would have been on the news. <laughs> in fact, I wouldn't even been on the news. So these things in my life and the people that I meet, I know when God's talking to me. Right. Right. And see, I I met God in Lewiston, Idaho, at a truck stop. And I'll never forget it because something came over me. It was so powerful. And I called my friend in Idaho. And she goes, oh, finally. And I go, what are you talking about? She goes, you met God. You now know the power. And I'm going to let you in a little secret. You're going to get sleepy. You're going to want to sleep because the power is so powerful that all you want to do is sleep. And I remember I slept for six hours. Mm. I know that power. I know that feeling. So now when I talk to people, I can pretty much get a notion, okay, that's God talking to me mm -hmm. through people. Right. Okay. And the one thing about Vegas with the people with the good hearts is that everybody said the one thing that helped me. They always said pay it forward. Right. Right. Everybody in Vegas, always, all the people who cared about me, all the people who said it, they said, pay it forward. So I help people mm -hmm. if I can, how I can. Right. And that's why I'm here. And for anyone listening who's going through this, a devastation in your life, you're supposed to go through it. It's called life. It's nothing personal. You have to understand that, but you have to understand it in your own way, and that light bulb is not going to come on until God says it's time to come on. That's when you'll understand it. But Amen. it's not personal. Right. I guarantee it. Amen. Amen. Well, we thank you for coming on the show today to tell your story. Powerful. You yes. know, because, like you said, and I believe this is what the, this interview is for, it's pain. Forward. It's it's giving you that it's giving that 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 feeling of I could tell my story to pass forward so that no one has to follow the exact same circle I went through of confusion and anger and depression and and all that. Understand that it is a life lesson. When when you go through school, something that was deep. When I was in college, I had it. It was hard for me in my college phase because I was the first class. The first class of this college 
that I went through, IT. So we had nothing to look up to. You know what I'm saying? So we went through all the hardship and all the things. And we only had each other because we were going through the process together. But then when I became an alumni and I start talking to the, the, the new classes, the new classes that's an internship, the new classes that were in learning and development, and I was telling them about my story of how I got fired from the program and then brought back from the program and then graduated with 15 points and showed them that it's going to be hard, but it's not over. Don't give up. You know, and, and that's the biggest thing is when someone could pass that torch to you to understand that, you know, I know your pain. I know how hard it is. You ain't got to cry. I cried there too. But you can make it because a lot of times when you sit and you break down, you waste time. Mm. Mm. Because God already told you that time, <laughs> you don't got time on your side. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't, tomorrow is not promised. So it's going to take time if you break down. It's going to take time if you feel to just to close yourself up and lock yourself away from the world. And then you're going to realize, man, I wasted so much time mm -hmm. going through the motions when I could have said, you know what? Reflection. Redemption. So that I could go forward and make things right. Mm -hmm. And say, you know, it, it what happened, happened, and it is what it is. But... I'm still here, and I'm here to make it better. And a lot of people could take away from this interview saying that, you know, hearing this story, you know that you're not the only one. Everybody's gone through it. Everybody's had some type of rendition of it. But you have to understand that as long as you finally get the clue that God is not here to hurt you, that's why I love that scripture, Jeremiah 9. You know, Jeremiah 29 and 11, God has no evil will for you. He has only hope, joy, and a future. That's deep because he's telling you right there, I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying right. to better you. I'm trying to mold you. That's why I love that song, um, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. You know, he says, mold me the way you want me to be. Right. Think about that. God is trying to mold you so that you could prepare yourself better for life. And it's not a personal attack. You, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just, uh, I think that so many of us aren't aware of the true nature of God. And so then we, we, we blame a lot of things on God that has nothing to do with God. I was famous for that. And, you know, I think Michael brought up a very good point about when he had to acknowledge and accept the part that he played in the situation. And that's when the healing begins. Correct. When we acknowledge, well, it's not 100% my fault, but I have to accept responsibility for this. And the other thing that I wanted to say, in terms of faith, faith is simply patience over a prolonged period of time. Abraham waited 24 years for the promise that God had for him with Isaac. We've got to be patient in life. Right. Amen. Because the things that we the things that we are moving towards, the things that our hearts truly desires takes time. And the time that it takes is the time that God is preparing us for it. See, he's not preparing it. 
He's preparing us for it because it's already been prepared for us. Amen. And 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 as a, a good takeaway, a good a good thing to just think about, are you truly reflecting? Are you truly seeing the whole story of what is happening in your life? And are you letting God actually talk to you? You know, one thing we always talk about with each other, talking and communication takes what? Listening, then speaking. Sometimes we speak. God, I'm going through it. God, I'm this and that. But you're not listening. So it's, it's, it's time for you to start listening. That's why, you know, one thing that I always, I always used to say, and you know, is I, I didn't understand why my, my grandma was like, sometimes you just can't talk too much. You know, mm -hmm. or sometimes you talk too much. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you have to realize, and you gotta listen, because if you you'll learn a lot more listening. That's and right. I never understood that why she kept saying that when I was a kid. I was like, what? I'm listening. I'm talking to you, ain't I? But when she said you'll learn a lot more listening, mm -hmm. it's true. It is. You true. can sit in a room and understand that more people talk a lot. If you ever just sat in a room, Vegas is perfect. You can sit on the strip Correct. and find out everything <laughs> about everybody. Just go to a casino. Yeah. Just go to the strip. Go to a restaurant and just listen. I know it's hard because some people's mind can't, you know, turn off. And a lot of times you have issues of, you know, not doing something. You know, that's the ADHD that kicks in where you just like, I got to talk or something. Mm -hmm. No, just, just listen and you'll learn a lot more listening than what you'll do from speaking. But we, we definitely thank you, Michael, for coming thank on you today. So thank you for having me. Like, you know, like always, I've been, I'm one of your biggest supporters. So I'm here for you. And definitely, if, uh, if you need anything, like we always tell all the people that's been on this show, for, that took a chance to come on the show and actually be a guest, you know, if you need anything, just let us know any promotions, any event, anything like that, and Anointed Radio will help you. Um, but one thing I want everybody to um, to know, so if anybody wants to reach out to you, any mm -hmm. clients or any uh, people that want uh, any photography, anything, where can they find you? The best place to find me is on Facebook, Michael W. Rogers. You'll see my name pop up with the photography. Out of all the forms of marketing and what we have here, from the four years I lived in a car to this point, the one thing that people always said is, I saw you on Facebook. Mm. And so, I, they just said, I saw you on Facebook. Amen. All right, so definitely check out Michael W. Rogers on Facebook. If you need family photos, actors and models, if you need headshots. Um, and Mother's Day is coming. Yes. Pictures, <laughs> pictures on pictures. And Easter is coming. And so you Easter's know coming. the high yellow... Highlighter suits are coming. They the are hats. coming. And the hats. And the hats and the shoes. I was already looking for them eggs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Eggs with a little, like, almost like M&M's. Then you got senior graduation. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's photos. See, prom yeah. is coming. Definitely check them out, Michael W. Rogers, on Facebook. But it's, a, it's about that time. What time? First, you get off the show, and then I gotta go to church. So, um, you come to Judah Family Community Church at Rancho at 11 o'clock. We meet in the theater, and doors open at 10:30. We're gonna have a great word for you today. If you cannot make it, I encourage you to go to the virtual campus on Facebook at Judah Family Community Church. Be able to see the service live, get the good word in, and go about your day. But guess what? 
I just wanted to kind of leave you guys with this. Um, make sure you guys go and vote for us on the FedEx contest. Um, you can vote every day. It just takes your first name, last name, and email. Um, we appreciate all your votes for you know that you're putting into us. All the people that's been voting. Um, if you see the post, share it. Um, you can check us out on Anointed Radio on Facebook at LV Anointed, uh, or just Anointed Radio Show or Anointed Radio Network. Um, you can see us on Instagram at LV Anointed Radio, uh, Twitter at LV Anointed Radio, and just check us out. You know, drop us like Lady AJ say, drop us a line, <laughs> <laughs> and um, go ahead and just start the convo. Like I said, we're still doing prayer requests, you know, questions, testimonies, things like that. Let us know. And what I want to leave with you today, and it kind of goes with the interview, is God has been trying to tell you the solution, but you just haven't been listening. So take this time this week to just listen. And this is Lady AJ encouraging everyone to count your blessings. And this is Coach Hill. You can find me on Instagram at 910coach. And uh, what I would like to tell people is when life hits you, it's okay not to be ready, but what is not okay is not adapt to the new situation. Amen. Amen. Anything you want to say, Michael? Thank you all for having me here. Amen. Amen. Thanks for coming. See y'all next week.